You're listening to Much Love Sarah, the podcast that has the to the point answers you need for all things wedding. We talk about everything from timelines to guest lists to how to choose your bridal party and all the tiny details in between. I share from my experience in the wedding industry, help you think through the things you might not have considered, and leave you feeling confident in the decisions that you're making. Are you ready to leave wedding planning stress behind? You're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Much Love, Sarah. I'm super excited for it, and I hope that you are too. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about questions to ask yourself when you go and look at a venue. So this is both in the looking online, looking through all their listings, what they offer, and when you go in person. This has recently been near and dear to my heart slash has come up slash whatever you want to call it because my brother and his fiance were just looking for their wedding venue and I went on all sorts of venue tours with them. And so these are all fresh in my mind. And so I was like, we should just do an episode about it so that I can lay it all out there for you while I've just recently redone the process myself of looking at venues. Um, So these aren't in necessarily any specific order of importance or what you should look for first. It's just kind of like what came to my mind first as I was writing them down. So just keep that in mind. Nothing's more important than the other. There's really no rhyme or reason to the order of this list. It's it's just what came up as, as I was going through them. Cool. All right. So First thing is, is there getting ready areas available to you on site? Uh, Is there a bride suite? Is there a groom's area? What do they look like? Are they spacious? Are they really dark with just fluorescent lighting? Is there a bunch of natural lighting? Is there uh, chairs and places for you all to sit? Are there mirrors for you to get ready in front of? More for the girls than the guys, but for the guys as well. Um, You want to make sure that you, yeah, mostly have enough space for you and your girls to get ready in. Do you have the natural light to do your makeup by and or do they have decent lighting offerings that aren't super orange or super fluorescent? Uh, Do they have full length mirrors? Do they have other mirrors for you to get ready in front of? Do they have a place to hang up your dresses so that they can get steamed and let all the wrinkles uh, get uh, out of your dress words? Um, And then is the same for the groom's area. Is there even a groom's area? A lot of venues don't have them, surprisingly. Is there a place for them to hang out, get dressed, lounge around? A lot of times on a wedding days, groom and grooms don't have more time to kill. Is there a pool table down there for them to do something? Uh, Just just things to look for and look at. Um, Because surprisingly, some venues don't offer these things. I know, crazy, but something to look at when you're looking at your venue. Uh, another thing to think about when looking at a venue is, is there a good rain plan? So a lot of times there's, you know, there's really great outdoor spaces. They're beautiful. Um, they're amazing and gorgeous. Um, but sometimes the options of like, if it were to rain, cause that's a reality. Sometimes it does. Um, is there another option rather than just having everyone sit in the reception space to do your um, ceremony. If you don't care about that and you're like, my reception space is gorgeous anyways, I don't care about that. Great. I'm glad. Just think through that. Uh, if you're like, "Mm, yeah, no, we're just going to have everything outside and hope for the best. Maybe rethink that a little bit. 
I mean, we always hope for the best, but you want to prepare for your worst. You don't want to be devastated if you have to then go into this really dark, grimy room or it's not going to fit your vision. Um, so yeah, that's another question. Would you be absolutely devastated if you couldn't do your wedding outside in this venue? Is there a good good second option? Uh, that's why we chose our venue, Simier Manor, if you're looking for a plug. There it is. They are amazing. Go check them out. Um, but that was a major reason why we chose our venue was because like, I knew that I would not be crushed if we had to change everything and do everything inside. The inside was equally as gorgeous, was equally as spacious, had beautiful natural light coming in. We could do what we wanted to make the space ours. I knew that I would not, I would cry a little about not being able to do it outside, but it would not absolutely ruin my day if we had to move it inside, just to keep in mind. Uh, another thing to look at that again was a pain in my backside when we were both looking for our wedding venue and just recently my brother's wedding venue is the approved vendors list. Do they have one? Do they require you to choose vendors off of it? Uh, do they give you the option to bring in your own vendor? Do you have to pay to bring in your own vendor? These are all things to look at. Um, a lot of times in, in my personal opinion, this is one of Sarah's hot takes nine times out of 10, I hate the catering options. Not that I hate them. They're just all five different types of fancy chicken that are going to cost you so much money that it's just not worth it. Like a lot of times it's five different types of fancy chicken. It's not a diverse options of various different things. And I know venues have reasons for having preferred vendors, but you shouldn't be pigeonholed into the certain vendor that's not going to fit what you want on your wedding day. So some of you might be like, great, I don't want to have to choose. Tell me which one you want and I'll go for it. No big deal. That's you. Go for it. I'm glad that makes your life easier. But for us, like we knew that we wanted to do barbecue and because we're not fancy chicken people, we wanted a laid back atmosphere and uh, ability to choose what we wanted in our vendors. And so many vendors, especially in the Northern Virginia area, probably other places too, um, required you to use really, really expensive catering um, and didn't give you an option to bring in your own, even if they were insured and checked all the boxes um, and knew what they were doing, but they only let you work with their three preferred vendors. Um, so again, if that's something important to you that you know that you want to use this specific caterer or another specific vendor, keep an eye out for that because a lot of times you have to use the vendor's approved list and can't bring in your own. I have feelings on it, but we'll leave it at that. Um, another thing to look at, and it sounds kind of silly, but what's the bathroom availability at the venue? Um, are there enough um, this sometimes is something to think about when you're doing something a little bit more alternative, not a more traditional wedding venue. Um, you might need to think about bringing in um, additional bathrooms. They have really fancy ones nowadays that you can rent. Um, but if there's like one female and one male's bathroom and you're having a decently sized wedding, you might want to think about bringing um, some more bathrooms in uh, just to make your guests' lives easier. Um, another thing to look at is the parking availability. So if you um, are going with a super traditional like winery or barn or something like that, there's usually plenty of parking there. Um, you might want to see how long of a walk it is. If you're going to have um, elderly grandparents or guests there um, that 
walking over a lot of gravel or walking long distance can be a little hard? Is there a, a way for them to be driven closer and dropped off? Um, if you are doing an in-town sort of place, um, a downtown area, a city area, are there nearby parking garages? Uh, do they do, uh, can they validate things for like your guests? Are, are your guests going to have to pay to park there? Again, like how far do they have to walk to get from one place to the other? Is it like tricky directions? Not that any of that should dissuade you, but just things to think about to make sure that you can clearly communicate all of those things to your guests and have backup plans. Speaking of disability slash can be hard to walk around for grandparents, um, do they have disability access? Do they have ramps? Do they have elevators? Um, do they have an easy way to get in and out of their venue if you do have a grandparent in a wheelchair or with walking issues? Um, again, just something to keep in mind, especially if you want those people um, who are special to you to be included in your day. Um, yeah, just keep an eye on that because some venues are really great. Some are okay. Um, just think through it and possible backup plans of how to get your people in and out of the venue safely. Another thing to look through their contract on and probably ask this question too, because not everyone's forthcoming on it, is decoration restrictions. Um, some venues are cool with you doing whatever you want. Other people have rules about hanging things on walls. Some of them are about candles. Uh, some are about using real versus fake flower petals and or confetti. Um, yeah, just I don't want you to get your heart set on like having these beautiful decorations and then your venue being like, uh, yeah, no, can't do that. And you can't make the space look the way you want it to. Uh, so yeah, just check that out. Ask those questions. Make sure you look up those before you sign a contract. Uh, let's see. Do you have a lot of out-of-town guests? So if you have a lot of those, you want to make sure that your venue is somewhere near a hotel, that there's hotels available to them, and that there's restaurants and things to do um, near your venue, especially, like, like I said, if you have a lot of out-of-towners coming in, you want to make it easy for them. You want to make sure that there is a place for them to stay. Um, and again, like provide very clear um, directions on the whole thing about, yeah, how to get to your venue and where to stay and make it easy on them, make it, you know, straightforward. Another thing to check is, um, do they offer things like tables, chairs, linens. Um, some do, some don't. Um, and if they don't, make sure you factor that into your budget because that'll be another line item on there. A lot of times venues do. Um, sometimes it's an additional fee, so check on that. Sometimes you need to rent your own and bring that in. Uh, so just be aware of those things, especially when looking at your budget because um, it can quickly, like I, you know, I've talked about before, budget adds up really fast. And these are some of the things that can catch you off guard. Uh, another thing to check out is, are there different pricing uh, packages for different days of the week? Sometimes if you have a Saturday wedding, wedding versus, sometimes if you have a Saturday wedding versus a Friday or a Sunday or even like midweek, uh, pricing changes. So if you are absolutely in love with a venue and they're either booked on that Saturday or they are way out of your price range on a Saturday, check out another day. Uh, we personally had a Friday wedding and it went over really well. Um, we were able to have a, a whole day before we then went on a uh, our honeymoon and we loved it. I'll have that in another episode. But 
again, not the end of the world if you can't have it on a Saturday. And sometimes it means that you can actually get your dream venue um, and a way that is more budget friendly, more in line with what you can afford um, if you have it on another day. So always check that out. Okay, this is another huge one that I have feelings on, but here it is. Um, how many hours are actually included in your day of rental? Because if you dream of having everything happen at one venue, so you're getting ready there, you are um, having your ceremony and photos and reception, you need pretty much like all day long. Like you need, you know, full day access pretty much. Um, because if they say seven hours, you might be like, that's so much time, but actually like between your reception and cocktail hour and your ceremony and setup time that you're going to need for day of, that's about seven hours right there. And you're not going to be able to, um, have all the time to like get you dressed and hang out and all of that there. Um, do their hours of event coverage cover, um, setup and cleanup, do you, does that uh, setup and cleanup time eat into your event time, the quote unquote event time? Um, can you drop off things the day before? Can you go and set up the day before? Can you have your rehearsal there? These are all things to think about, um, especially when you're thinking about what you want your day to look like. Um, yeah, it can factor in and every venue words it differently and has it set up differently. So just be aware of that if they say like, like for our uh, venue, I think it's like we had five to six hours of actual event time, but we could be there all day long. So we could only have like our ceremony and reception happen within those specific event times, but we were allowed to be there. You know, we got there at like seven in the morning to start getting ready and, you know, all of that other stuff that goes on. And we were able to go the day before and get everything set up and put together there and have our rehearsal there. Um, and not all venues do that. Sometimes it's like, oh no, you have seven hours and that's all you've got um, at our event venue. So you have to plan other day places to get ready. You have to definitely 100% need a coordinator to get everything set up while you're getting ready. Um, yeah, just be super aware of that and start thinking through what you want your day to look like. And if the hours that they offer you really do accommodate that. And, and if they offer extra hours, that's definitely something to look into adding um, if they only give you just a little bit. Are there any other fees that will be added on? This is usually not on the website and only usually kind of comes out in the contract. Um, but you definitely want to ask that question ahead of time. Like I said, sometimes tables and chairs will be added on. Sometimes there's a deposit. Sometimes there's a security deposit. Sometimes there's cleanup fees. Sometimes there's gratuity. Uh, sometimes they require you to get day of insurance. Um, so again, they're usual like little things, but they add up super quickly. Um, and if you're already pushing your budget on your venue, just make yourself aware of these. Don't get caught off guard. Um, yeah. Uh, something on the more fun side is, are there good photo spaces? Like, are there different options around the venue that you're like, yes, this would be a beautiful option and this would be a beautiful option. And it's not just like this one little corner of the venue that you would want to do all of your photos in. If that doesn't bother you, ignore me, go on to the next thing. Um, but if photos are important to you and you want variety and you want beautiful backgrounds and spaces and scenery, then it's just something to think about. Um, also, like, is there a good spot? Like, if you're having a large bridal party, is there a good 
good space for a bridal party photos. Cause sometimes again, it's a little squishy and you have, you know, eight people each, like that's a big bridal party. You're going to need space to spread out and get those group photos. And finally, I could keep going on with more and more, but I don't want to overwhelm you completely. And I feel like this is a, it's a good start. It's a good place to start thinking about um, things when you go and check out venues um, is, can you see yourself getting married there? Like not only is it beautiful, but does it fit your vision? Can you see yourself walking down the aisle there and are surrounded by friends and family celebrating you on your wedding day? Like, does it, does it fill the vision? Can you see it? Can you picture it? Can you imagine it? Does it make you happy? Um, Cause that's also super important too. Not just all of these logisticky things that I just threw at you. Um, but yeah, I hope that was helpful. Um, and gives you a starting place of things to consider and ask yourself when you go venue, looking, hunting, shopping, whatever you want to call it. Um, it can be super overwhelming and feel kind of like there's nothing that fits me, but I promise you'll find it. You'll find something that works. Um, ask yourself these questions. Don't get caught off guard with things. And yeah. As always, if this was a helpful episode for you, I would love for you to share it on social media somewhere. It helps me know what things you love and what you want to learn more about and what's helpful so that I can continue making episodes um, that meet that. Uh, as always, I will talk to you all next week. I love talking with you about all things weddings. I hope this episode was so helpful and that you feel ready to accomplish the next thing on your list. I would so appreciate it if you took two minutes to leave a review or share this episode on Instagram. It helps me know what you love so I can continue to answer the questions that are most important to you. Can't wait to chat next week. Much love, Sarah. Sarah.